0: Hey, the episode you're about to listen to was recorded before COVID-19, before quarantine. So uh, you'll notice that we don't talk about it at all. And that's because it hadn't happened yet. So here's a little glimpse of the world pre-COVID. So a quick one here. Uh, I'm just sort of curious what you guys think this means. Um, So we were over at a friend's house and they had a cat. And Julian was very like scared around it. And Julian loves dogs. Sometimes Josie's weird around all animals, not Julian. Like he he's super chill around animals, but he was really really weird around this cat. And I didn't want to like make a thing of it there. Uh, but then later we asked him like hey man, like what why are you acting like that? And he's like I'm afraid of cats. And I was like why are you afraid of cats? And he goes I've just seen too many
1: movies. (laughs) What?
0: What are these movies? So my question is like, what does that mean? What do you guys think? Hey dads and non-dads, welcome to the Hey Dad podcast. This is a podcast where three brothers,
1: hey,
0: and one guy who wishes he was
2: our brother, Big Fit Energy it's what I call when I have a really cool outfit on I walk around and I just tell people people go hey how you doing I go I'm doing good I got big fit energy on what do you guys think about that
0: <laughs> I, I think big fit energy sounds like the rebrand that big and tall yeah, is gonna do yeah. in like a year and a half yeah.
3: <laughs> it's
0: it's big fit energy is torrid's athleisure line okay. <laughs>
3: Okay. I also thought you said "bit fit" like fit bit, yeah. but also you broke up right when you said that, so I was like, "Well, we're definitely gonna have to re-record this intro." Big fit energy. Thank you. Okay, let's yeah, let's yeah, let's keep workshopping it, Derek. Let's no, talk about dad stuff. It, sometimes, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it, but sometimes non-dad stuff.
0: Uh, we felt like the way dads were portrayed in pop culture didn't r- really represent us. We felt like the way dads were All portrayed right. in pop culture, It
2: wasn't even a funny joke. This gotta, is not ooh, a good I one. Find it's, no. we didn't. Oh, that's so simple.
0: I thought Torrid's athleisure line wasn't terrible.
2: Oh, I didn't hear the Torrid part. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. sorry.
3: Oh, you thought your joke wasn't terrible? <laughs> that's <laughs> weird. Wasn't my joke I good? Thought though, my, I thought my part was cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last week,
4: I went on a run. Ooh. Um and it was the first run I had done like in a quarter <laughs> So my there. shoes my running shoes were absolute garbage but I had a plan I was going to run to our uh to our outdoor indoor uh Outfit, what am I trying to say? Our sports, it's like sporting, store? Goods, go. store? Sports, yeah, sporting yeah. goods store, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a hard
0: phrase for me because I don't visit.
3: You're, that show, you're showing your cards a little bit, Andy, yeah. of, yeah, yeah, yeah. of uh, yeah. your exercise vernacular. <laughs> yeah, if so so you don't I know had what that a, place is plan, called, though, the place my... where
0: all the skinny people hang out and spend yeah. too much money and talk about themselves. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: and so I ran there, I was pretty proud of myself, listening to the My Brother, My Brother and Me podcast, which is mm. great running material. And then uh, I got there. I bought some new shoes and some socks. I spent way too much time there. Definitely cooled down. My muscles were were cold after that. Left my shoes on the sidewalk for a homeless guy who happens to be a size 9.5, whoever he or she is who walks by. And then I ran, started to run home. But then I was worried because the last time I had run like this, just flat out after not running at all, I woke up the next day in so much pain that I had to get an MRI and so I was like let's not do that again so I took a I took a Lyft uh scooter home and <laughs> so I got home and Sarah was like oh how was your run I was like well and I put air quotes around run because I said well I, 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 like- I halfway through I went shopping and then for the last
3: part, I scooted and home. I did, so and then I know. had to pay twelve bucks to get home. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> yes. legit the worst
0: run I've ever heard of. Here's my run started. My run started. Uh, I ran a little bit, and then by the time I got home, I had spent. Yeah. So much money on shoes and socks, which by yeah. the way, my shoes and socks on point now. And for yeah. next time I run in six months, I'm going to be ready. <laughs> there and, come, and then I took a live scooter home because I was afraid of needing an MRI from what I can only assume is like a sub mile and a half total
3: run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably. That's Probably. sick, dude. Yeah. I respect that. Yeah. So if
4: you guys have any health advice, you need some tips.
2: Well, definitely buy a new pair of shoes every time you are gonna go running. That's, oh, yeah. That's like Michael
0: Jordan. Michael Jordan uh, played every game in a in a new pair of shoes, and I've always thought that yeah. you're the Michael Jordan of personal exercise, Andy. Well, it's kind of like dress the job
3: that you wa- dress for the job you want situation. Yeah. Yeah. So Andy's like every time I step on the court, <laughs> every time I step on the court, I need new shoes. Hey,
0: have you seen these <laughs> shoes? These shoes are in great shape. <laughs> So, guys, it's been uh, a while since we've talked because of various things. Uh, And I have so many stories that I've been saving up. And I just want you, the loyal podcast listeners, to know that, like, we obviously, like, as weird as it sounds, I see Derek way more than I see either of my brothers. But I still, I see my brothers a lot as well. And there's... I've been holding on to stories for <laughs> weeks and weeks now, because I wanted to be able to share them with all of you at the same time. So uh, if you guys wouldn't mind just like settling in, yeah. I just have some, I have some updates. Like I have some stuff that's happened. Okay, Hold on. I
3: get a beer. Give me I'm a second.
0: gonna lay
3: down. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Yeah. Lay down.
0: Yeah. Lay, can't down. lay down. Cause I'm in
4: my kitchen and it's tile and that wouldn't be comfortable.
0: No, that's so fine though. But do. just get cozy. And then if you guys, I'm hoping maybe you guys have some stories too. Um, I'm gonna start with uh, a a story that's like starts sad, but it ends pretty great. So, um, over the last six weeks, maybe longer than that, our family there's five of us. We had seven separate cases of strep throat, and five oh. five separate cases of the flu. It was by far the sickest period of time that I've ever experienced. And it wasn't like everybody at once. It was like two people at all times with different things for a couple months. It sucked. I hated it. But there was one little wonderful magical moment that I will legit remember for the rest of my life that was given to me as the silver lining on the cloud of sick. Um, So Gideon, my oldest, who's eight now, gets strep throat and uh, the very early, like part of strep throat, if you've had it before, it's like re- pretty intense. If you get it bad, like pretty intense throat pain. And so getting has a fever and he's not sleeping well and he looks pale. And like, you know, how kids, when they're like sick, they look like gaunt. Like they look, they go from like looking pretty normal to like, are you going to die really quickly in like the way their facial skin even looks? So he looks terrible. He looks so pathetic and his throat just hurts so bad. And he's having to take a lot of medicine for the, like the first day or two, because it's like three doses a day of antibiotic and like three or four as needed, like Tylenol, you know, every few hours just to take the pain down. And he's not really eating anything and his stomach's upset. Anyway, he's just in bad shape. So he, he somehow, he's usually pretty good about taking medicine, but he got into this, like, I can't take any more medicine. It tastes so bad. I can't do it. I can't deal with it. And so we would like, let him chase it with juice or something that like tastes good for the first day or so. And then we ran out, we ran out. Honestly, I would have if he really needed it. Um, so he ran out, we ran out of juice and we have to give him one more like dose of antibiotic before bed. And I'm even like, I know that this'll be like 24 or 48 hours or whatever it was. I was like pretty confident. I'm like, when you wake up, you're going to be like on the other side, so you're going to start feeling better. We just have to get through this one thing. We don't have any juice. I like legitimately think about like taking a 20 minute round trip to the store. That's how terrible I feel for Gideon. But it's right before bed. And I'm like, all right, what can I do? I'm like racking my brain. And all of a sudden what pops into my mind is something we've, we've said on this podcast, which is vacation swears, which as a quick reminder, when we were growing up, <laughs> my dad would say on vacation, you get one swear word. And it was one of the best rules we ever had. And the and swears, you, you,
2: you get, you only get to say it one time though. You
0: get to say it one time. Yeah. You don't just get like, this is your word. <laughs> say it as much as you want.
3: <laughs> you get to, yeah, you don't just get to choose a word and you have free license, but you get to pick a moment for a good swear. And you save it
0: up. And they definitely scaled as we got older. They were very tame as we got younger. And then as we got older, we got some of the good ones. It's a great rule that I'm fully going to do with my kids. Anyway. Um, so I tell Gideon, I go, Hey Gideon. Um, what if, since we don't have any juice, what if like we let you like say a bad word? And he's been obsessed with the word booty hole because (laughs) he said butthole. And then we said, you can't say that. And then he decided that was okay. And then we let that go for about five minutes. But in that five minutes, it's become he and Julian's favorite word. And it's legitimately been like two months of fighting them on that word. And it doesn't help that my dad also thinks it's very funny and says it to them all the time. (laughs) Anyway, so I'm like, he's just going to drop a big booty hole. He's going to feel great. I'm going to let it go. He's going to go to sleep. He's going to feel better. So he like, like muscles the medicine down with like tears coming out of his eyes. It's so pathetic. And I go, hey, bud. Do you want to go into the bathroom? Because I don't want you to say you, the, word, the word in front of, you know, your brother and your sister. And it kind of makes it feel even cooler. Like I'm going to go into the swear room and like, just, you know, let one out.
3: I usually let all my swears out when I'm on the toilet. Exactly. Yeah. So we
0: go in the bathroom and we, you know, close the door. And all right. I was like, all right, dad. All right, dude. So go for it. He looks me right in the eye and he just goes,
2: Okay, listener, uh, I have to tell you this listener since I'm assuming we bleeped that. Yeah, out, we definitely bleeped that out. Kevin uh, said that. <laughs> Kevin said that one word. That's probably never going to be okay to the say. F like,
3: dash dash s dash word,
2: word and the b word and the a word are getting popular. He went Queen full F mother word. of dirty words. And so. so- the, wow. So,
3: so Gideon says this. Did you did you even know that he knew that word?
0: Uh, yeah, because well, yeah, I had taken heard him say
3: it a few times. In yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> I had taken him to a football game like two weeks before that, and there was a dude behind us who was just a real pleasant fellow that probably said that word two hundred and fifty times. <laughs> and so Gideon, about like after the second time, looks over at me and goes, "Dad, he just said." And I was like like, yeah, he did. I was like, have you heard that word before? He's like, yeah, what does it mean? And I was like, well, I was like, we'll talk about it when you get home. Okay. You know. And I wasn't even trying to put it off. I was like, we really will talk about it when you get home. I don't really want to have this conversation right now. And he was like, okay, okay. And so then we forgot about it. I forgot about it. Gideon did not forget about it. He did not. So Gideon, Gideon says that word. I immediately lose it. Like I was not ready for it. (laughs) I'm like, in convulsive laughter, like explosive convulsive laughter. Like I went from zero to 60. I was like exhausted and feeling terrible for him and like ready to go to bed and like tired myself. My whole family's been sick and it just erupted out of me. To, oh my to like, And then, but then super fragile Gideon, who you guys know, um, goes like starts weeping because then he knows like, oh, I must have done something really wrong. And so then I'm trying to explain to him like, Oh no, buddy, no. Like you just, that is a, that is a worse word than I was expecting. And then he's like, that makes him cry even worse. And I'm like, no, I mean, what I'm trying to say is like, (laughs) you just surprised me. And so then, then I basically have to like pick up my sobbing eight year old. Who's a fragile shell of a person who's like weeping into my neck because I goaded him into saying a terrible word that he didn't know was terrible. And then he sits on my lap. Sits on my lap, like facing me like a baby for like 30 minutes. And we have this heart to heart about words. Oh and he's God. just trying to wrap his brain around. Why is that word so bad? He's like, What does it mean? I'm like, Well, it doesn't really like mean it, kind of means a lot of things, but the reason that it's bad, and I'm like proud of myself for dodging the question. So, what I said to him is that word like means meanness, like the reason it's so bad is because of the way you feel and what you're thinking when you say it and what you're like communicating to someone else. So, then we start talking about other things, and he's like, Well, sometimes there are words that are good sometimes and bad other times. And that doesn't make any sense. And I'm like fully empathizing with him. Cause he's totally yeah. right. It's this weird unspoken cultural rules we've made. And so I'm like, yeah, well, or maybe it was his example. He's like, yeah, sometimes I hear you say shut up and you say, that's not bad. And I'm like, yeah. And, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Oh no, for example, no, it really is. Like he's like when you were on the phone with someone and you said, shut up, that's amazing. You're having a baby. And and I was like, oh, yeah, because in that context, it just means like, oh, my gosh, that's crazy. But then if I say, like, Gideon, shut up, you can tell, like, the meanness that's in my heart. And that's why it's not a good thing to say. And he's just thinking about it. And he's like, oh, no, I get it now, Dad. He's like, so I could say, like, fuck. You're having a baby.
1: <laughs> 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 and so then I'm just like,
0: uh, so like technically, yeah, your logic checks out. <laughs> like,
3: good. And like, it is better. <laughs> it is. Yeah, but. I agree.
0: It's better than, uh, oh so anyway, gosh. that was like a month and a half ago, guys. I've been wanting to tell you that story for so oh long. Oh my uh. gosh.
3: So how do you like even land the plane there?
0: No, I was like, like I basically just yeah, had to say I think we just found out. You just went, that's ah, good. Good one. It's bedtime. <laughs> yeah, sure. Nailed no, it. No, I, I told him, I was like, no, Gideon, that actually does make sense. But that wor- that word that you just said, that F word, I'm like, that's a word that's kind of never okay. And so you're not in trouble for saying it because I told you that you could say a bad word and you didn't know how bad it was. And if we ever do this again, and I like gave him some examples of these are the types of words that I would imagine if I say like, hey, you get to say a bad word. These are like the kind of OK bad words. And then these are the like absolutely do not touch bad words.
2: Can I can I tell you something that in the last two months since we've talked, um, my youngest daughter has recently started saying? I can't wait. And it's not so much things that she started saying. It's what she started to call me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, let's go. For the first...
2: (laughs) So for the first, I'm going to say roughly three and a half years of her life, it was Dada or it was Daddy. And it was very sweet. And somewhere along the line, it became just uh, Derek.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
2: yeah My three year old daughter Who is uh, sweet And a very friendly Very happy like full of life kid Delights in calling me Derek At Do you, every, you ever think about how
0: funny it is That yeah. your name is Derek uh,
2: I'm thinking about it now actually It's pretty it's really
0: funny me. right My name, name is Kevin What the um, Kevin
2: But it's not just It's, it's every situation She purposefully does it and she does it because she thinks it's hilarious so i'll say <laughs> hey emmy it's time for bed and she'll go she'll go okay Derek." and <laughs> i can hear her <laughs> laugh to herself like <laughs> called him Derek that and is it, pretty good it's i don't know if i should i don't take it personal and i don't make a big deal about it and amy thinks it's funny but then i also go like i don't think you would think this is funny if she started calling you she Amy. It, Amy. Yeah, I don't think you
3: should find out. Does <laughs> mean know Amy's name? You know what? I think I think, I think. think the time has come. Wait, have, like, do you think that's
2: on the week. table?
0: Is it on the table that she doesn't know Amy's name? Because I remember, this is probably two years ago when Julian was four. Mm-hmm. Um, we live very close to both, like literally on the same street as uh, both of Trisha's uh, siblings. And so we see them all the time. And we realized that four-year-old Julian didn't know his aunt's name because he exclusively called her auntie. And uh, oh, I and it was one of those things too where everyone thought it was so funny and then like we all at the same time realized how much it was hurting his feelings that we thought it was so funny. And like seven adults were making a four-year-old feel terrible. Anyway, that wasn't it.
1: <laughs> oh.
0: yeah. I actually have a question. I'm, I'm curious what you guys think about this. So when you guys like, uh, I guess maybe it only applies to Andy and Derek, but Ty, maybe you can like put, push yourself forward here. Do you feel like, like when you're, when your kids are around someone else, you need to be like, Hey, this is Mr. Derek, or this is uncle Derek, or this is like, do you need to put a qualifier before the first name or is it too direct? You know, what's
2: funny is growing up. That, that was not ever the case. It was always, oh, you're Blank's mom, Blank's dad. Or I just knew the adult's name and I was always called it that. I feel like the whole. But well, you wouldn't say like Mr. Smith or whatever. No, which I'm saying or or Mr. First name either. Mr. or Mrs. Smith.
3: Yeah, you'd be like, Probably hey, both. John's
2: mom. Yeah, no, I would, I would. Yeah. And it was only recently that, um, not recently, but when we had kids, when I heard everyone else, every other parent around me say, oh, say hi to Mr. Derek. And I would go, oh, you're gonna make your kid call me Mr. Derek. That's, that's so lame. Mr. Derek's no my father.
0: No, yeah, no, but that's kind of how I feel. Yeah. Like I get, I can tell, like if it matters to somebody, that's fine. And then you just kind of need to like make their name into Mr. Whatever, or miss whatever. But like, it's weird. I don't know. Like what, why, why, why can't, is, yeah, why can't our kids I'm, just call people by their names? It doesn't, it's not I'm just, of
3: t- I'm kind of have two minds about it. So, When I think about how I I didn't really process that my parents had names Mm
1: -hmm.
3: (laughs) and then I found out they had names, it was like, I kind of disassociated them just as their role. It was like, you're just, you're just my mom. You're just Mm. my dad. And then I feel like realizing they had names was like, oh, you're like a person. Like you have like a personality and like, you're just another one and you happen to be like that, that discovery was kind of disorienting so i feel like on the one hand i get the like call him by your first name thing because it's like a really close and friendly and b also maybe it invites the kid to consider this like as a person but i love the like the like hawaiian ohana thing where it's like every like Mm -hmm. the, the invitation to like trust Adults to be like this person's your uncle. They want to take care of you. They have like your best interest at heart. Like these are all of our friends. These are all people you can count on, like an auntie or yeah, like an uncle. Family you choose. Like, yeah, and so I I kind of love that idea too. And I think there's some level of it that like elevates this person to be like, no, we're we are telling you, this little kid, like this person is someone that you can look to for authority for responsibility. Whatever. I, I feel like I I I agree with you. I feel like I have to say this though.
2: There there are some people, and and if you are listening to this podcast and you're a friend of mine and you think you're one of these people, you're not. It's the other people. I'm not talking about you. There are some people who have decided that I am Uncle Derek to their kids. I knew
0: where you were going with this, and I totally agree. Mm.
2: And.
0: It's not like, needs to be a mutual opt-in well, of some kind, like a ceremony. Here, here's the deal. <laughs> a deal:
2: ceremony, a, a weird ceremony in the woods, like Tyler's <laughs> wedding. Um, listen, um, what I'm saying is though is this: how is, would you know? Derek? I don't necessarily hate the idea of being. <laughs> Of being, of being Uncle Derek, and even when somebody kind of springs it on me, and it's almost always just like when someone says, "Okay, say bye to Uncle Derek," and I'm, I'm kind of taking it back. I go, "Oh wait, i am I Uncle Derek?" I don't hate it necessarily.
0: Mm-hmm. But I just think that I feel like I should have been maybe I should have given some sort of consent to be an uncle. No, I feel like I should have been vetted better. I feel like <laughs>
2: oh, it's the <laughs> opposite. Oh, so you're maybe, judging maybe them? A, but yeah, like there are a couple other yeah, uncles I know. I'm not anti uncle like Tyler. You would not be getting into this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's not presumptuous. It's um, but Have we not hung out enough? Like, do you really think I do you not even like yeah. your what kid? What part do you think so
2: would be a good uncle to your? I feel the same way about um the whole uh Godfather situation, uh when I was twenty. Three, my room i lived with um a couple people and one of the one of the my roommates she was gonna have a baby and she wanted me to be the godfather and at the age of 23 24 i went i i don't know that's I, cool if it's entitled only not cool if, if like something weird happens to you i have to step in and do this like i don't i don't think that's a great idea and she was like really insulted by it which, in retrospect, now that I'm telling that story out loud, I understand why she was insulted. That was a really weird
0: thing for me to say. Yeah, no, that was a weird thing you did.
3: Did I ever tell you guys the story about uh, Mrs. Knott and the projection? No. No. No, go on. Another one of my classes in high school uh, was film and philosophy, and we were watching Life of David Gale. And, Ooh. um, it was a pri- private Christian school and Ooh. I think it had been like 20 years since my teacher watched it, but I think she was like, I remember this being really good. <laughs> oh, no. And then was projecting this room full of very mature, like freshmen and sophomore and high schoolers. And there's a, uh, like this, this sex scene, uh, that's fairly prolonged and it, it kind of caught my teacher off guard. And, uh, she was, She couldn't find the remote and, but she was projecting the movie. So she just like jumped in front of the projection (laughs) screen, like to try to block it. But then just this sex scene was being just projected on her back. Oh, Oh,
0: incredible. It was great. Hey, so on that same note, I, um, I, when I was maybe 16, um, my mom, who's very cool, decided that. I should watch the Godfather with her. Cause I had never seen it. And she was like, you need to see the Godfather. It's amazing. But she hadn't seen it in a really long time. Well, Your mom's. a
2: that I don't think I would have pegged your mom for like being like really into like the Godfather. It's interesting.
0: Yeah. No, me either. It feels out of character now, even telling the story. But, uh, I think she knew about like the violence. I was like, you know, that he can handle that or whatever. But my mom's like, my mom never just like sits and watches anything. She's always just like, kind of doing. She's always just like, oh, I, I, I made a pie in the last ten minutes while you were watching a movie, like just random baked goods are coming out of the kitchen. And so she's kind of doing her thing. I'm sitting on the couch watching The Godfather, way into it. Uh, hot take, good movie. Anyway, Great movie, so good. So, so then there's a there's a like a topless scene. Which I don't remember the context. I couldn't tell you the plot of the movie, but I was a sixteen-year-old boy. I believe it's and him mo- going
2: back to Italy and he meets um, the woman he marries in Italy, his
3: wife. There you go. I, believe I that's, didn't.
4: Uh, Ernest scared stupid.
0: I didn't remember <laughs> that, but I was sixteen years old and I was in the room with my mom, so I could, I can vividly picture what was on the screen, oh, geez. <laughs> burned into my memory forever. Anyway, my mom like glanced, at, I was like, uh, I think I made some kind of noise, like, eh, you know, whatever, and then. My mom notices what's going on, freaks out, can't find the remote. I'm giggling because I'm 16. And so my mom's solution is to quickly grab a roll of paper towels and put it sideways across the TV, covering this woman's <laughs> chest. And then as she moves, she moves the paper towel over the TV <laughs> while we're both giggling. And it's a memory that me and That's my mom memory. will have forever. <laughs> I have another piece of breaking news for the Hate Dad podcast. Um... In the last uh, two months, uh, my children have swallowed a total of three coins. Holy crap.
2: Are you serious? Yeah. three. What? What are they doing to swallow coins? That's so weird to me.
0: This is a great question, Derek. This is a great question. So Gideon is obsessed with coins. Uh, And like little fun, shiny treasures that he can collect and like lay out and categorize and like know exactly where they all are in the house at all times and, and eat them and be super weird about. And so the first one, I guess, is kind of explainable. Like he just like had one. He was like playing with it in bed. And I think he like put it in his mouth and just like accidentally swallowed it, which is weird. But like I've accidentally swallowed things or like I put a popcorn kernel way up my nose at one point. Like kids are weird. So we talked about it. We were like looking up online, like, is this a thing? Should we be worried? And like the TLDR is like, you you need to like check through your kid's poop, but like to make sure he actually, or he or she actually pooped this thing out. Um, I didn't want to gender coin swallowing right there, guys. Girls can swallow coins too. Okay. The feature is female. The future of coin swallowing <laughs> is female.
3: Yeah, anyone can do it. Anyone can do it.
0: Uh, so that happened. Oh, and then, dude, wait, hold on. Did you have to think there's poop to get the coin? Oh, yeah, I'm getting to that. Okay. Um, oh, God. So then, like, I don't know, call it two or three weeks later, uh, Julian swallows a coin. Mm-hmm. I have no explanation for this um, other than like all of a sudden he starts freaking out in his room and he swallowed a coin and he's crying and screaming. And then we go in there and he explains what's going on. Gideon gets the weirdest vibe where he's literally like putting his arm around Julian. Like he's some like Sherpa that's going to guide him. (laughs) And he's fully like, Hey bud, you need to be really careful. Like, I don't want you to like, be like me. Cause like I swallowed a coin and like, you need to like learn from my mistakes. (laughs) And it's fully like, Hey, don't go down this road. Like he's doing like this scared straight routine With Julian. You
2: might think this is cool, but it's not.
0: It's so weird. I'm so annoyed with it. I'm like super frustrated with my stupid kids. Like, why are you swallowing (sighs) coins? And the most annoying part about Julian is he feels like the victim. So he swallows a coin and then he's scared. And then he's fully like, why don't you guys feel bad for me? Because I swallowed a coin and that happened to me. Oh, and so then I'm like frustrated with him and he's, I can picture him. He's literally, cause he was like gagging. Like we thought he was going to throw up. So he, we like put him in the shower at like 9 PM as he just, as he just swallowed a coin. And then he looks at me and I can picture it right now. He goes like, are you mad at me? And he's like shocked <laughs> that I would be like annoyed with him that he swallowed a coin.
4: Wait, wait, wait. But why'd you put him in the shower?
0: Cause I thought he was going to throw up. Oh, I thought that like helps with choking or something. No, maybe. I don't, I don't know. Okay. So anyway. Okay. I'm like, okay, my stupid kids did their thing. Then, like two weeks ago, Gideon is like standing by. Uh, I'm like trying to get him to look at me. I walk by, I'm trying to get him to obey. I'm trying to remember the context. Um, and he like won't, he like won't look at me. He's looking down, being weird. And I'm trying to get his attention. I literally like, like put one finger under his chin, not like roughly, like, well, like hey, buddy, look at me. Like, I'm up here. And then he looks up and then does this weird thing with his throat. <gasps> And then immediately starts crying and then he's furious at me because, because I made (laughs) him swallow a coin. So what he was doing was he had a coin in his mouth and he was like kind of gagging, trying to not swallow it with his head down. And then I pointed his head up and he swallowed a coin. And the, the the one thing I'd like to draw attention to here is he swallowed a gold dollar Mm -hmm. coin.
3: Oh, oh no! Geez. Like a thick, <laughs> not like the fake chocolate ones. Uh uh-uh. uh. Or not like a dime, like a big thick coin. So he was holding a like pog slammer in his mouth, hundred, because that's a normal cool thing to do. It's where you keep it not safe. How the coronavirus gets spread. So then, and then he swallowed the whole thing like a weird pelican. We got this
0: whole <laughs> thing. He's mad at me. He's convinced it's my fault that he swallowed it. And we get through that. I cannot believe what idiotic children I'm raising. It's fully an indictment on me and Trisha. We have no idea what's going on. And then like four days later, Gideon comes out of the bathroom, like so excited. And he goes like, dad, 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 dad. I heard a clink when I pooped. I heard a clink.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so I go and find I think we all have this, like the fork in your cutlery that you hate yeah. that you're like, why do we have this? Oh, I have that.
3: Yeah, totally.
0: I think everybody has a, a fork or a spoon or a knife where you're like, I don't know why we have this. I don't know why I haven't thrown it away, but I always avoid it whenever I'm in here.
3: I have this one spoon that's been in our disposal so many times. Nice. It's like got sharp edges. <laughs> yeah.
0: I hate this thing. So I grabbed that fork and I give it to Gideon and he's like, no, you have to do it. And I like looked at him. <laughs> like, maybe the sternest thing I've ever said. I said, Gideon, uh, you have to do this. You swallowed it. It's your poop. Get it out. And he's like, okay. And then he's crying, fishing his own poop out. Anyway, turns out it was the coin, guys. That was what made the clink noise.
2: Uh, oh my gosh.
0: What's happening? Is like, what is it? Why? 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 What is I, it?
2: Listen, I got to be honest, guys. Like, there are a lot of things that my daughters do that I freaking hate. But I'm pretty confident that none of them are ever going to swallow a coin.
1: Mm,
0: You you know what? Pride comes before a coin swallow, Derek. (laughs) Here it comes.
3: Maybe they're just testing the limits on like what, like maybe they ate some corn and saw that it didn't get digested. And uh, they're like, I yeah. wonder what else won't get digested. That's and they're just so kind of awful. testing the limits. Honestly,
0: I would love if that was the explanation because at least there like would be they some logic some and kind of
3: science behind it. Janky science experiment. But no,
0: it's just like, I'm going to do weird nervous I mean, habit things with my hands and put it in my mouth. I mean, Have you heard it?
3: about the the new gold coin challenge? honestly (laughs) it's on tiktok it's all the rage
0: um so
2: i recently uh i I too have a a julian story um and i want to tell my julian story julian is one of kevin's kids um two weeks ago uh i am a chaperone on a field trip where they're taking all of the first graders and all the classes to the local movie. The new Harley Quinn movie.
0: <laughs> Close. <laughs> the new Harley Quinn movie whose title is a novella.
3: Um, <laughs> Did you see that they changed the title they after opening it. weekend because it was selling so few tickets? That's why nobody went. So then they were like, they changed the title to be like, it's the Harley Quinn movie. It's the Harley
0: Quinn movie, y'all. They, they changed the title to just the Rotten Tomatoes rating. <laughs>
3: <laughs> they changed it to be like Joker might be in this one. <laughs> yeah.
2: And the cool Joker, not that Jared Leto BS. Um, we went to, close. We did not see the Hollywood movie. We saw the peanuts movie uh, the Charlie Brown and Snoopy movie. Um, and it was all the first graders. We went in the morning and I was a chaperone as was, uh, Kevin's sister-in-law, April. We were both chaperones and, uh, I should say that uh, my daughter and April's daughter are in the same class while Kevin's son Julian is in a different first grade class. But all the first graders are going and we get to the movie theater and I'm talking like the the lobby of the Vine Cinema in downtown Livermore is just packed with uh, first graders. And you can see like, oh, there's a chaperone, there's a chaperone and there's like 30 first graders and mm-hmm. so many kids flossing uh, so much flossing um and i'm with april and april goes oh hey i i can't forget i have to go find julian chaperone and tell her something really important and i go oh okay and she kind of seems not panicked but that it's like urgent like oh I, I have to take care of this can you just can you wait here with with the kids just one second and she disappears into the crowd and she goes back and she goes oh okay good got out of the way and i was like okay would you have to tell him and she's like, "Oh, I had to." I had to tell them about, you know, about Julian's movie thing. I'm like, what's Julian's movie thing? She's like, well, you know, how Julian is like very, very, very afraid of movie trailers.
0: He has like a panic
2: (laughs) attack during the
1: trailers.
2: (laughs) And I now now turn this over to Kevin. Kevin, can you explain to me, uh, maybe not where this comes from, but just explain to me what it's like having a son. I have to know what life is like at the movies when your kid is afraid of movie trailers. Where did this so come So here's from? the
0: thing. It, this is why it's like, it, it's annoying, but it's so endearing because Julian is so brave. Like he's so interesting. Yeah. Like he's so brave and crazy. And he's also like emo and snuggly and so insanely smart, like le- reading at absurd levels and also like a total spaz. Like he's just, anyway, and this is like a perfect example of that where like he'll, he'll at like the age of three, he was legit going down the hill by my parents' old house at at least 30 miles an hour on a scooter, like fully unsafe. But the loud noises in movie trailers, like, like, cause there's a lot of movie trailers like start big and it like startles him. And a couple times, to- even like kids movies and a couple times that happened and it just like convinced him that movie trailers are terrifying. And he has like, I don't want to, I don't want to, um, to make light of PTSD, but it's like whatever, uh, a toddler version of that is where like the idea of a loud movie trailer, like, like he's like curled up in a ball, like with his hands over his ears, like rocking, like I do, I'm so afraid of what it's going to be. So our uh. plan Like, I haven't seen the first minute of any movie for the last two years (laughs) because I'm in the lobby until the movie starts and I get a text and then we have to walk in. Like, it's not even like when near the end of the last trailer. Julian's like, I will not enter until the trailers are done. Someone else can explain to me how this movie starts. And I love Julian, too, because he's fully like. Oh, am I like trying to be tough at my field trip with all my friends? Nah, this is scary. So I'm not going in there and yeah. someone has to wait out here with
1: me. <laughs> yeah.
2: And I don't care what my friends think. And, well, luckily I will say this. Uh, it was a special screening of the Charlie Brown movie. So there there were no trailers, but I just found uh, that the so movie. intensely interesting. I was like, "This is this is great. And I wanted to ask you about it on the podcast because that to me is the most fascinating thing
0: that I think a kid can be scared of. Yeah, that's great. Can I, can I share something, um, a little embarrassing with you guys, but in a weird way, I feel like you guys are going to relate to this. Yeah, go for it. So I was doing dishes earlier today, like the hero that I am. Mm -hmm. And the (laughs) sink was like full of water because I use way too much water when I do dishes. And the disposal, like I hadn't like run it. So there was like a lot of like food and stuff down there. And Sometimes some
3: gold coins,
0: some gold coins, uh, Tyler's old spoon. And so sometimes I like, uh, even when like the, it's not actually stopped. Like if I just, I just need to like move some food around down there and it'll start to drain. So I go to do that before I run the disposal. Um, and I just like move some food around down there, like in the, in the little disposal tube. And then guys, I swear to you, I like felt something move. And (laughs) then then, touch your leg.
3: Like you're in the No,
0: I was like barely in it, like just the top of it. Like and it was just like a bunch of rice. And then like it's really (laughs) what I was sure what happened is like some water started to drain and then it moved. And I like pulled my hand out really quick, like as a reaction. And then it probably took me like a good 10 seconds to talk myself into putting my hand back in there. Like yeah. Kevin, <laughs> there's not a snake in your disposal. There's not an animal. Uh, just come on. You're a grown man. Put your hand on oh, the no, disposal. I,
2: I get that. If that were to happen to me, Kevin, what I would do is I would just be like, okay, let's stop. Let's, just let's assess a house. <laughs> yeah. No, let's, let's assess a situation. A new sink. <laughs> Let's run the disposal, get all that water down there, and let's start anew because this water is not good. I'm I'm not doing this.
0: So like, do you guys remember when you were a kid and like, or maybe you still do it where like you, it's dark and you like close the door of the car and you're walking back to the house and you just kind of like start running because it's just
3: like dark and you run back to the house. Yeah.
0: Do you have any equivalents of that that like live to this day
3: where you're still
0: just like a
2: rash? I I do that in our
3: house. I still run. I turn the lights off when I jump in bed.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I, I turn the lights off at our, at our house and there are like, if I let the dog out at night and Amy's already in bed and, um. I turn all the lights off and I'm like, oh, oh, you know what? Actually, here's what happens. If I go outside to get my dog, my dog's normally out in the backyard rooting around. I'm like, hey, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And being in the backyard at night, I'm like, okay, I need to get through the store right now. I do not want to be in the backyard mm-hmm. anymore because there could be a murderer. I don't want to deal with this yeah, crap. Yeah, so, so you
0: still have that like, I got to get inside
3: turns feeling. Up,
2: yeah, totally. Absolutely. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I wish I could say I didn't, but you know, we live in San Francisco, and so it's like we live pretty close to our neighbors. And so sometimes we'll be like in our bathroom and we can hear like the neighbors in their bathroom, or I'll be in the garage and I'll hear like their floorboards, and I'll be like, someone's upstairs Mm -hmm. in our house and it's the neighbor. And what doesn't help is that Dobby, our dog, is like, the wimpiest animal on planet earth. So we'll hear a noise and she'll look at us like, are you going to check that out? Like, are you, are you going to do anything about this? So she makes us more scared. It's, it's not great. You know what I, uh,
0: I like sort of the, the opposite of this is that I legit never feel braver than when Trisha's like, I heard a noise. Will you like go check on that? Like I... And then you do it and you feel awesome? No, even as I'm like getting up out of bed, like I feel like Conan the Barbarian. Like I don't know what it is, but like if I'm home alone, I'm like a little like, that was a weird noise. Like it's probably fine. You don't have to go check it. Like just lay here for five more minutes and then get up and go check it. But when Trisha asked me to do it, I don't know. It's like... Maybe the the performance of of pretending to be brave makes me brave, but I feel like
3: I feel like a man in that moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, cool. I thought you were about to say, you know what I hate. Because, mm. mm. guys, I've um, I know it's been a while, but one thing I've really missed is just kind of venting to you guys mm-hmm. about some. St- Stuff, oh, yeah, and I feel like I got some stuff. I kind of want to get off my chest. Oh, let's go. Oh, I'd love to go this is great. Hear it. Do you guys know what I hate um, what do you talking? Um, I hate when people keep their plunger in their garage <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. you, I yes, Tyler, <laughs> do yes. you know these these monsters that do this Derek you're in your garage yeah, right now. Is there a plunger in your garage?
2: Um, yeah
3: it better be Why an extra. Is it not in your it should be an
0: extra plunger in case someone it's, clogs the toilet that doesn't exist in your garage. I mean, I, I no, get like it. It's
4: like so bad. You break the plunger <laughs> and you have a backup plunger. That's the only reason he's That's the, the, the only
3: reason is I because broke the plunger. I don't the want to go to the store so to get the seriously. other plunger. I, I get the idea of like, we don't want this big like poop nozzle <laughs> just sitting in our bathroom for the... <laughs> three hundred and sixty days a year we don't need to plunge a toilet
0: poop nozzles the third track from chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored water that i (laughs) love
3: correct so i get that like it's a gross thing to have just exposed in your house but you know what's worse is just clogging a toilet and having it to like needing it to sit there for any amount of time ever
4: Especially if it's like a house that's like a two-story house and you're on the second story and you you have to be like, hey, so not only do I need your plunger, but I need the plunger that's downstairs in the garage. When and I, after, after we plunge it, are you going to walk that plunger back down the stairs? When I was in, in high school, so what do it, you do? Like, in the bathroom like a normal person.
0: And then you run the you run like you flush the toilet to kind of like get the residual stuff off of the the plunger like you do kind of a second flush, which has the dual stuff. purpose of verifying that the plunger really did work, it didn't just drain the water that was in the t- the bowl and cleans off the plunger. But then it's still just kind of wet with toilet water. So if all you have to do is put it in back next to the toilet into a little th- receptacle, that's fine. But if you have to walk through a stranger's house with that, what <laughs> are you doing?
3: Yeah. You're like, now I just have to watch, like, just have like little poop drops. I have to carry the world's most shameful so one, lightsaber
0: back through this house.
3: <laughs> so one, my in-laws like live in the mountains with plumbing from the 1820s oh, and they are plunger in the garage people Two, what's even more triggering. And what gave me this, this trauma at a, a very fragile age was when I was in high school, it was like, I think homecoming. And after the dance, we went to like one of my rich friends house who had like a back pool house. And all my friends are like, in the pool, in the hot tub, whatever, and I get out to go to the bathroom, I clog the toilet of the back pool house. And I have to walk of shame into the main house and be like, Hey, Lauren's mom, where's your
1: plunger?
3: And then ask for the plunger, walk it back, just walking across the whole yard holding this plunger, and then unclog this toilet so oh, hey that's Tyler that is such a good one hey so yeah. I hate that so much
2: hey, on that same on that same topic uh do you guys know what I hate what do you hate,
3: Derek? Do you hate Derek? um
2: Derek? my daughter is six years old by all accounts she is a very well-adjusted polite I would say mature wise very very smart kid who um she's super advanced guys super advanced um is perfectly capable of wiping her butt after she mm-hmm. goes poop, but wants me to do it still. And I'm convinced that it's oh, just that because sucks. it makes her feel like a rich kid.
0: I think it makes you. I think it's a power, <laughs> move, 100%. I think it's a power move, a hundred percent power and move, and I don't know how
2: to call it out. <laughs> Isolated, it. it's like, listen,
0: listen, you might decide what I eat and when I go to bed, but I decide when you wipe my butt. And, so you yeah. tell me
2: who's in charge. <laughs> and it's kind of the point you put the butt in, it it's like, kind of the point where like I'm trying to, like, you know, you know, I think you probably have done this where like you, you, you realize you have to make a principal stand on something, but then the entire time you're just like, oh, God, is this worth making a stand on? And I've started making this stand, on, like, no, Atley, you, you do the first wipe, I'll come do the second wipe. And 90% of the time, <laughs> it's like a good compromise. That's, yeah. That's how it goes. Uh, compromiser 90% of the time that works out, but there are always those times where she's like, no, you do the first five often. This when she's tired or just doesn't want to do it. And, I have the energy to wipe my butt. <laughs> I had a long day at school. And, and, I, and <laughs> I won't do it. And so what she does is she stands over the toilet, holding her iPad, watching it, leaning forward with her head on the wall in front of her. And just stands there. (laughs) And I walk by, I'm like, are you going to wipe it? And she goes, no, you do it. And she just stands there. And I
0: remember earlier when you were saying, I'm trying to decide, like, is this really like a battle I want to pick? like I just look as your friend like just yes just like pick that one but pick that battle pick it like three years ago and then like just like hold your ground (laughs) you'll be in a much better place thank you you so much she's always she's six years old she's gonna be seven in a couple
2: months So here's what you do. You go
4: listen. I'm going to tell all your seven-year-old, almost eight-year-old friends that you still don't know how to do this. I do. Self. She's going to be
0: like, "Heck <laughs> yeah, my dad wipes my butt." I do, yeah, I do up? not?" because I'm I, a
2: rich kid. I do not think she has shame. That's the problem. <laughs> uh,
0: hey, uh, I have uh, you guys. You know what? I, you know what I hate? Mm. Um. Anyone who uh, with a public tweet. Uh, where they won't begin the tweet with just uh, adding another handle, uh, complains about a brand and their customer service experience in any way. I hate it so much. It's this like performative. Like I want, I want United Airlines to know that all of my followers know. <laughs> that I'm having a bad experience and it's one thing like in a weird way, it's like easier for me to tolerate it when it's like a celebrity, when it's like someone that's got like 130 followers and they're like at Orville Redenbacher's two of these popcorn bags were, didn't pop the right way. It,
3: It feels like the worst possible use of social media. I agree. Hey, at Pringles, me and my 96 followers will walk. Honestly, (laughs) it's so, it's like, I feel. I popped and I did stop.
0: Explain that. (laughs) I I I did stop. I feel like um, insulted by the person who's tweeting because they're actually saying like, it's a good use of your time person who you follows me to, to your eyeballs, to be looking at these things when your eyeballs could be looking oh, at other things. So your like it's, is more it's mean,
2: that, your problem is more they're doing it in a way that forces you to look at it. Not that they're doing it in the first place.
0: Correct. I actually think good customer service happens on Twitter. If you want to, that's how Twitter works. Start the tweet with at United Airlines, not a period at United Airlines. Or, and then, hey, at. Exactly. Like, you know what you're doing. You know how Twitter works, person.
3: Hey, you know what I hate? What's up, Ty? What do you hate? I hate when people want to tell me how strong their baby is.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, Wait, explain, explain. (laughs)
3: I mean, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> Who are these
0: people? Wait, like he's holding his head up? Like that type of thing? Like, look, what do you mean by, st- like, uh, like, look like he- Yeah,
3: like when people are like, oh, like he gets a grip on like, oh, he's strong. <laughs> oh,
0: there you go. Uh, yeah,
3: yeah. Or like when they're like, oh, he rolled over. Like, he's surprised. and, then, and then, But they always say it like, like, they kind of look at you like, hey, man, I know, like, I used to roll my eyes at these parents too, but my kid like no he's like strong like he's gonna be strong my, 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 kid, my kid's a real game thing, changer <laughs> it's the same thing with the people talking about how smart their baby is I'm like, your baby's not smart uh, I did that your all baby's the time dumb. I did
2: that all the time sorry I love your baby your baby's dumb <laughs> I, don't Tyler like
3: no honestly he's no, like, so you smart you can tell by the way she
2: follows you around the room like her, the, her eyes you can totally tell and it, it's
3: you can tell like she has like really good instincts it's like she's definitely
4: going to Harvard
3: like the average parent actually thinks their kid is above average in smarts or whatever. And look, I think there's just this like confirmation bias of like, I've invested so much in this kid. He better be a genius. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> then, so then you see just any sign and you're like, I can it. you imagine he's, though he's having a kid look- and
0: just being like, yeah, he's a real wiener.
3: But like no, but like the kid was just picture and picturing
4: Tyler out of reaction when it's his time with but the his kid own kids Oh it's going God's gonna do, it. It. Yeah. I'm gonna do are, it. I'm gonna do it I'm gonna hate really myself average
3: underperformer right now but it's, it's just like meh. when when a kid will like you know like hit the table and they're like he's gonna be a drummer yeah 100% like, <laughs> oh,
0: he's going to be a soccer player dude so the yeah, thing or he's just going to be an annoying coworker
1: <laughs> <on the laughs>
4: cubicle right next to you <laughs> yes
1: like
0: the reason why is because the thing that no one tells you with your first baby and let me be the one to tell you is that like between like birth and about 9 months All of the milestones are so stupid. None of them (laughs) matter, but especially with your first kid, like every little change they make you hold on to, like, it's the most incredible revelation that's ever happened to you. And you cannot help, but think that other people feel the same way you do, because we are the center of our own universe and project our thoughts and emotions onto all the people around us. So you really are thinking like when he's squeezing your hand, you're going like, wow, no, he's, that's a." He's squeezing hard. That must mean (laughs) something. And I must talk about it because it's the only thing I want to talk about.
3: I just need, I just need someone. But I'm telling you, some proof
0: pre crawling between birth and crawling. Crawling every other milestone is completely meaningless. Like I know it's Dude, good I, for like, you need those milestones <laughs> for development. Like they're important to make sure your kid's on track. But as far as like objectively interesting to anyone, that's not you. uh, uh-uh. They don't matter. No one cares.
2: Oh no. Do you remember the first time either any of your babies like smiled for the first time? Like that to yes. me was a big deal.
3: Yeah. No, see, that's cute. You but other garbage. people don't care.
2: It's, no, everyone no, see, cared.
3: i I think I actually would care. I think if you were like my baby, sm- like if, if I wanted to a complete stranger and, and they were like, I'm having the best day ever. My baby smiled at me for the first time today. That's just like, that's great news. But if their baby smiled at them and they're like, he's going to be a teeth model. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Plus, yeah. but
0: still though, still though. Okay. So let's just say <laughs> that in nine months, yet.
2: but when they show in nine up, months, we'll watch out,
0: you've got smile and laugh. Yeah. Are there any other milestones before crawling that mean anything?
3: That matter. (laughs) Yeah,
0: probably not. Because I say no. Eating solid food, I don't care. Like making eye contact, like looking around the room, babbling.
4: Well, blowing raspberries.
0: Blowing raspberries. They're cute. If it's your kid, yes, it's amazing. I I care as
3: your friend if it's like, oh, we've moved into a new season that's like easier for us as parents, or like their kids sleeping through the oh, night. I was going to say like, maybe oh sleeping my through the gosh. night. Okay.
0: There's three sleeping through the but night. I'm, smile, laugh. There's three, but
3: that's like, I care about those things because it's like making your life better or it's making you happy, but it's like, sleeping
4: through the night makes you feel good. Like I am better than other parents <laughs> who are, who are still tired and their kids but, are still but, like, I, I did something right. But I would just say there aren't well any,
3: that's you're tired. there aren't any milestones that are impressive. As a non-dad, I'm not impressed with your baby. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> your baby's not good at stuff. It's just progressing as humans do. Uh, Birth is impressive. All the things that have to go right. And then after that, it's like, I don't know, you're just kind of growing a little bit. <laughs> I hate
0: that people are still trying to sell me TVs. And here's wow. what I here's what I mean. At some point, I think in about 2010. TVs got to the absolute good enough threshold and TVs might get a little bit thinner and they might get a little bit clearer and they might get a little bit, I don't know, bigger, but like we did it. Like for like somewhere between three hundred and seven hundred dollars, you've been able to buy this pretty much the same TV (laughs) for the last 10 years. And it just it feels like it means something more. I haven't, quite, I, haven't, I haven't put together my grand unified theory of how TV marketing explains the universe. Right. But there's something about it where I'm like, no, we all have one. We all got one. It's good. <laughs> yeah. It's good. You, yours looks you a little bit like mine. Mine looks like yours. and
4: TV. Yeah, refrigerators, same peak. thing.
0: 100%. RS.
3: Refrigerators, same category. Yes, yes. Keeps your
4: food cold, TV,
3: sharp, big old image. Do you remember, though, growing like, two, we'll say 25 years ago. Like original NES era TV, like Uncle Dave's and oh, Aunt Rhonda's TV. I, I knew you were going to go there. It was five hundred million pounds.
2: <laughs> they, they, it really was. They were, and they looked like they were kind of built. They were like carved
3: to the side of oak, so like oak
1: cabinet. Big.
3: They had to be shipped here on the back of a truck, and it was just like they just filled it with concrete and then left it in the <laughs> corner of the house. And they're like, "This is part of the house now." Yeah
4: but i remember as a kid looking at that being like they are they they've made it. Yeah, this is look a movie that, theater. Look at that TV and like how even from the side it takes up so much space in this house <laughs> and i didn't think that was a problem. be that. That. that was cool. These guys yeah. are so much richer. I yeah. wish my dad would stop being a pastor and would be
3: it <laughs> would get his cool TVs. Yeah, i feel like there are those things where like when it's just big and daunting and takes up half the room you're like wow this is nice. And then there's those things like like now with the TV, it's like, how do I make this blend into my wall like a picture frame when I'm not using it? <laughs> That's the new thing, right? Those though, yeah. are like the sexy TVs now. Oh, so good.
0: Uh, just if you're listening, your TV's fine. It's totally good. Just <laughs> yeah, you're
3: good. You don't need one.
0: Your TV's cool. Hey, you know what else I hate?
4: You know what my but like a couple of years ago, Sarah and I's TV wasn't fine. Oh. We had a we had a we had a hand me down TV. Uh, from our friends the
3: uh, folks. I remember this mm-hmm. it was it
4: was it was free it was in their garage and it was a it was one of those like really big really heavy TVs that when you lift it you think I'm a rich person because I <laughs> my back out but um, the TV in I'm the in pain right because corner. of all
0: the richness
4: yeah yeah so But the pain in my back reminds me of wealth. So it's worth it. (laughs) Yeah, but like the TV itself, the reason we found it was free, we found out was because, and they told us ahead of time, was because the top right corner of the screen for the first ten minutes would have all these weird lines through it and things like that, and they they warned us ahead of time. But we thought, hey, it's a free big old TV, so I can put up with with not seeing whatever's happening at the top right corner of my favorite show or movie for a good <laughs> 10, 12 minutes before this thing warms up. <laughs> and, uh, now we have a TV that doesn't do that and it just, it's just ready to go as soon as you turn it on. And I feel pretty No, good good but see, I get it's
0: that. Like get if, if a quarter of your TV doesn't work for the 12 minutes after you turn it on, it's okay to <laughs> want a new TV. But yeah. like m- yeah. my wife and I bought a TV like eight years ago. And I'm looking at it right now and it's virtually indistinguishable from whatever TV I would buy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, it's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what else I hate, guys? What do you hate? Hot fruit in all its forms. I can get behind this, I think. Same. Hot fruit. So if I
4: didn't think of a single piece of hot fruit, I would be. It's not good. But so here's the thing.
0: Like here's pie. where it does get controversial. You this like is pie. where it gets controversial is pie.
3: That's hot fruit, though. And cobbler.
0: Okay. Pies and cobblers. Oh, I oh. don't like them. I don't yeah. like hot yeah, fruit. Yeah,
3: I mean, oh. what is it
4: called? Like the sailboat? Or
0: whatever. oh, with like the banana, the banana, the melted banana. And okay, that's an exception. Yeah, you wrap yeah. it up in aluminum foil. Those are good. Those are good. And pop tarts. That's okay. well, not fruit, but it's fruity. Strawberry pop tarts. Yeah. Those yeah, are yeah, good. Strawberry pop tarts. That's Pop-Tart, it though. Delicious. Hot fruit. Hot fruit is good. Okay,
3: that feels mental to me. Okay, let me ask this question. What if you had like a hot strawberry pie or whatever? And then you took all the strawberries out and you just had pie crust and like hot strawberries. I feel like sauce that would be good.
0: Left. I feel like that would be good. It's the hot fleshy so fruit. It's, it's yeah. the hot
3: fleshy texture. Yep. Uh, okay. Hot fleshy fruit. I think, track I think six on you.
0: chocolate starfish or the hot dog. I want water.
3: yeah, because <laughs> I want someone to eat all of the apples out of my apple pie. Yes, and then yes. I want to eat what's left. I would like apple <laughs> flavored pie <laughs> with no apples, thank you. And then I want ice cream I wanna just put ice cream where the apples were and all yeah. will the sauce so- the Tyler, apple sauce. I think you, you may think have just invented a insane good Where, desserts.
4: Peasants like, will eat the hot fleshy fruit out of their apple pie. Yeah. But they can't be in the room with them while it's happening. Well, this you have is, Atlee has, Atley has
0: Derek eat her is- hot fruit out of the good of her <laughs> pie. <laughs> Guys, you know what I hate? What you hate? What? I hate when, so like, there's the obvious things that like every parent hates. Like when you're, when you're trying to like bring some sort of behavior correction to your kid and they're like rolling their eyes or they're like not listening or whatever. Um, but what I hate is when my kids are doing what I've asked them to do, which is like, look at me when I'm trying to tell you not to do something and like, listen and like, say, okay. And like, say, I'm sorry. Like they're doing all the right things. And I just freaking know they don't care. I just know it. I know it. And I know, like, I can't cry. I can't say like, care more because they're literally going, yeah. okay, dad, I won't do that again. I'm sorry. And yeah. I can tell yeah. like, it didn't, the words they're saying didn't go any deeper than like their mouth. It didn't touch at all who they are. They don't feel any shame. Yeah. They don't, they're not sorry. They don't care. Yeah. They're, they're engaging in a transactional <laughs> conversation with their dad so that it can be over and they can move on to whatever else oh, they wanted man. to do. And, yeah. and they're saying whatever things dad wants me to say and looking in the eye and smiling and apologizing apologizing and I'm like, you're going to do this in five minutes, you little piece of garbage. I know it. I know it. Is
4: there a way, is there a way to measure or evaluate their sincerity in a way that you could present it as like evidence to say <sighs> no that apology didn't count. I? It really and they man. would go, yeah, dad, you got me there.
0: I The amount of times I've tried to run through a conversation in my head where they finally get it and never do the thing yeah. ever again, and I have a triumphant, heroic, one-sided conversation in my brain is embarrassing to me. Um, here's, an, here's something I'm embarrassed about on that same topic. I think I've told my kids, no, you're not sorry, after they've said sorry to me. At least 10 times. Oh, you can't do that, man.
2: You can't do that.
0: Because I'll say, no, you're not sorry. Because if you were sorry, you wouldn't do it again. And I know you're (laughs) going to do it again.
4: (laughs) I know David's going to do it again because I tell him to say sorry. And he's like smiling at me, going, okay. From across the room and I'm like, this is just a big joke (laughs) you, isn't it? Okay. And I'm just like, you're three years old. I'm 37 years old, but you are breaking me down psychologically right now from across the room. How are you doing? Like there's
0: some lesson in there about like what behavior correction really is and is for. And like, it's about consistency and a constant reminder and yeah, in, in, in. In isolation, this thing doesn't matter, but in aggregation with all the other moments, it actually is teaching something. But in the moment, it's so hard to hold on to that because I'm just like, this one moment is BS. This moment only matters with 500 other moments, and it requires patience and perseverance that I'm not sure I have. So I hate it, guys. I hate
1: it. <laughs>
3: Well, that's it for this episode of the Hey Dad Podcast But before we go Kev, tell us what we can look forward to Next episode
0: Next week's going to be really special It's our first time travel episode uh, And we're going to go back in time uh, And talk to a 7 year old Kevin Matson about uh, Why he was so scared of the boo box From Hook oh. Glenn Close in the house <laughs> Guys, it was
1: guys know so that was Glenn Close? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so yeah. scary <laughs> yes.
3: It was so scary. It was so was scary. Shabby. It and also cool, gave me an irrational scary, fear that, like, scorpions would be something I'd have to deal with a lot.
0: I I yeah. fully thought yeah. quicksand, scorpions, like, okay, like these scorpions, were things. Scorpions,
3: that guy, I look out for him. That's what's anvils, gonna me. A lot of yeah, things. I have not had to deal with them Lots of as as lots thought. of dynamite.
0: Yep, that's all for now. We'll see you next time on the Hey Dad podcast. Until then, I'm Kevin. I'm Tyler.
3: I'm Andy. I'm
0: Dirk.
1: Love you. Bye.